Okay, welcome to another edition, a live edition on a Monday night of the BCSN Sports Wrap. A little off of our normal Sunday evening time, but uh, aren't we so, so fortunate and glad that we chose to delay our show by a little over 24 hours. Man, we got a lot of stuff to talk about, a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, so, Drew, uh, for, I I'm Brian Fulford. That's AD Drew. Uh, AD, what what what's going on, man? Uh, what 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 what's been going on with you? Any, anything? Any big news happened over the last 12, 24 hours? What, what's going on? How, about the last five, six hours, man. How about that? Five, six. Oh, what what what? You got some new? Are you breaking some news on the show today? Don't don't give it away just yet. Last five, six hours. You got to break some news. No, I just, just just been hanging out uh, at Tuskegee University today, uh, doing some stuff. Hopefully, we got some pictures of me uh, out there later on that we can get up later on. Ah, uh, yes, yes, your. I'm not gonna give your, too much away. Your your second home. I don't know. It might be your first home, man. You uh, you know, you 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 spent more time in Tuskegee. Uh, colors and in Tuskegee than you have in Rattler gear. You know, I, you might, you'll move fam you to number two. What's going on, man? What's up? Well, you want me to be honest with you, Brian? I, I, got I love honesty. I got paychecks from Tuskegee. I I paid fam you. I was going to say, you got bills from Tallahassee and fam you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, that's yes, sir. Bills from Tallahassee. Yeah, you got paychecks from yes. Tuskegee and bills. 30 years later, still got bills. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. What a what a life. What a life. Hey, uh, <clears throat> thank you for uh, coming in and watching us, the BCSN Sports Wrap, part of the Black College Sports Network. Uh, if you're watching us right now on YouTube, you guys who are out there on YouTube, I'm going to jump on here and see what our YouTube uh, feed is looking like. Uh, I know you guys got a lot of stuff. Who You know, who knows what? Who knows what? It might be a little something to talk about today. But uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, first off, go ahead and hit that like button there on our show. And then go ahead and make sure you are subscribed to our YouTube channel. It's actually the Jericho Broadcast Network's channel. So any of the shows that are part of the Black College Sports Network, you have an opportunity to get access to if you just hit that bell. So that way you'll get notified whenever our show comes on. Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab, the pregame show, which covers Jackson State Athletics, the ONG Strike Zone, which covers Florida A&M University Athletics, 
And then, of course, the Carlos Brown show on Saturdays. And uh, in, in every now and then, we've got some other shows uh, for, for the non-sports folks as well. Um, uh, the, uh, the the nerds uh, in, in a great show, uh, Grumpy Old Nerds comes on. And uh, Random Thoughts with DMV. Uh, Random Thoughts with DVP, excuse me, that comes on as well. So an opportunity to listen to an eclectic mix of shows. And we are looking for, for other shows as well. You know, if you're a content creator looking for a home, come talk to us. Come holler at us. You know, come on in. Come on in. We want to hear from you. We want to, we're looking for more the merrier. The more we can, uh, the more we can do, the better off. And if you're watching us on Facebook, thank you for watching us on Facebook, on our Facebook streams. Make sure you hit that like button. Go ahead and share the feed right now. Let people know that our show is now live. Coming up on the show today, at the bottom of the first hour, we're going to get into a little baseball talk with our good friend, Michael Coker from BlackCollegeNines.com. Mike and uh, and Drew and a few of our other team members are, are putting together this uh, this event. This big event coming up in a couple of months. Actually, yeah, we're probably about a month and a half. Oh, look at that. The Black College World Series 2022. Uh, Going to be live right there in Montgomery, Alabama. That's right, correct? Did I get that right? Yes, you did. That is why I am here right. today, uh, Brian, over the next couple of days. Uh trying to tie up some loose ends before we uh, head out to, uh, before we get this event rolling. Nice, nice. So I'm looking forward to that event. Uh, you can go, let's uh, what, give people the website again, uh, Drew. I'm, I know we'll give it out later on in the show, but uh, let people know the website uh, to get information on the Black College World Series. Blackcollegechampionships.com. Black College Championships, and that's plural with an S, dot com. And you should be able to access that site also through our main website, uh, uh, by BCSN. All right. Well, you can go there. You can purchase your tickets and everything else. We're setting up our online store where you can purchase uh, paraphernalia such as this. And uh, see if I can reach over here and grab this T-shirt. Oh, we got gear this year. We got gear. What? Yeah, here you go. Ah, officially licensed gear. Nice. Yes. They're just a bootleg man, so not the bootleg man. (laughs) We the bootleg man. We bootlegging our own stuff. We doing the Tyler Perry. We bootlegging our own stuff till we get our name out there. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's let's get into a few things. Uh, we got a lot of things to talk about over the past week since we were on the show. And I guess we're going to start with the, the, the biggest hit of the past 12 hours. Uh, and that was the one that was delivered by... William Smith towards a Christopher Rock. And uh, you know what? This isn't even I, – I I think, Drew, at some point, I, I was telling uh, producer Roy this. 
I think I'm going to just do a podcast or a show. Uh, we don't have any entertainment theme shows per se, but I think we're about to start one because this will be a great time to start one. I have so many different thoughts and there are so many different levels. There's so many layers to this story, to this assault, uh, or to this defense uh, that took place. And I tell you that the, of all the thoughts that come into my mind, I think about how three individuals were, their big moment was taken away by what uh, Mr. Smith did. First and foremost, the moment for Questlove was taken away. Who actually, Chris Rock was up to be a presenter. He was there to give a little few comedy jokes, few jokey jokes, you know. He was on a successful run into the last one. You know, lads always like that, right? Throwing a no-hitter, and then all of a sudden he gave a gave up a grand slam and lost the game. <laughs> but the two the two out hit the ninth. Two out hit the ninth, right? He was rolling. And then, you know, all of a sudden to a bad pitch. Hit the hit the batter. Next minute you got a brawl happening. So but anyway, uh, Quest Love, he was up there to present for Quest Love. And the documentary, uh, I, I, the name escapes me, that uh, Quest Love documentary. Uh, I've, I've heard good reviews about it. But it was his moment. He's a Philly guy. His moment was taken away by the incident that happened. My second thought goes to the Williams family. Richard Williams, Venus, and Serena. I don't know. Is Richard? I hate to say this. Is Richard? I, I could have looked this he up. Passed. He passed. He passed a few he years ago. Pass. Okay. I, I thought so. I just, you know, I could have looked it up. But anyway, the Williams family, Venus, Serena, the sisters, uh, uh, all of those, they, their moment was taken away because it was intermingled with that apology he gave in his speech and uh, not a fan. Not a fan of how that was all presented, personally. That's my opinion. And then also, uh, a, a young brother that I had a chance to work with while as an undergrad at Florida A&M, uh, and, and who, who, he surpassed, look, he, he's, he's, he went tenfold on me on, on whatever, you know, but uh, Will, Will Packer and his production company, the first African-American-based production company to host an Oscars, his moment, and, and he was doing some good things with that show, some different things. That funny, funny enough, I saw a lot of people who who watched the Oscars and award shows, they were complaining about some different things, but I thought he mixed it up well. I thought there were a lot of things that he did differently, which was entertaining to see. His moment was stolen. So in all of that, as Mr. Smith was supposedly defending his wife, defending his family. He actually stole the moment and might have even stole the soul of another brother, but he stole the moments of three people. And that, that, that bothers me on so many levels. So I I can talk more on another show at another time, but Drew, I asked the question, what would you do? And what are your thoughts? Well, speaking of stole, I don't know if this was a, a word back in Indianapolis, Indiana, when you grew up, but it was definitely a word in St. Louis. When you hit somebody, you stole them. 
So yes, yes, yes. That's why I use so that. That's why I said that's a Midwest, a Midwest, a Midwest. Yes. Okay, so I, it, it made it to Indianapolis too, uh, and this is a real touchy subject for me because number one, uh, I've got somebody very close to me in my in my family who suffers from alopecia, which mm-hmm. which is what uh, Jada Pinkett Smith uh, suffers from. Now, Jada Pinkett Smith has just come to her recently within the last few years, especially to the point where she can no longer hide it. Where this individual that I've known, female, has suffered from it since she was seven years old. So you have to think about that. Not only are you suffering from that, but then just the identity stuff that you go through when you're going through puberty and your body and and everything like this and this young uh this young lady has she's ha- she's handled it well she's accept she's accepted it uh you know 90% of the time she goes around natural she she you know she'll put on a wig and put put her eye, you know she paints her eyebrows on and things like that but you know she's uh she suffered uh through it and she's in her uh, mid to late 20s um she knows I'm not gonna call her by her name, but she knows who uh, she she is uh, if she's listening to this. And you know, but it for people who are going through this, and especially if you still haven't fully accepted it, it's a challenge for you just from a mental standpoint to accept what's happening to your body. So you know, the first thing people think is you got cancer. No, you don't have cancer. It's just something that does not allow your hair to grow no longer and it gets to the point where it's no, no longer there. So, uh, you know, that, that, that's something that she's had to deal with. I've, had, I've helped her through it, and I'm pretty sure Jada has her support system to help it through because you have to dig real di- deep down and find that inner beauty within yourself when you're, going, when you're going through this. No matter how beautiful everyone else thinks you are, you know, you have to find that uh, for yourself. That that's number one. Number two, you you remember when you were a little Brian, and you saw something, an uh, imperfection or a disability in another person, and you used to be like, "Ooh, mama, look! Ooh, mama, look!" And and, and your mama would would be like. Shut, shut your mouth up! Don't 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 say that. Don't talk about other people. Blah 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 blah. You know, that was one of those moments. Chris Rock should remember that lesson that his mother or his daddy taught him, or should have taught him, right right then and there. You know, it's one thing to joke, but when you when you start joking on people's physical, it, that becomes personal. I understand he's a comedian. You know, he could have ran back to the red, the the the, uh, the red carpet table, red table, whatever, with a joke before he did that, one. and that would have been pushing the line because you still now you now you pushing Will Smith's manhood, and there's two things you don't do: you don't you, you don't push your brother's manhood and force him to man up, which is what which is what Chris Rock did. He forced Will Smith to man up, and you you, you don't talk about a man's wife, kids, or mother. You can talk about my daddy, but you can't talk about my mama. You can talk about my brother, but you can't talk about my kids. You can't, you can't, you know, you can't talk about my wife. And if you go back to the clip, it was like, you know, they were rolling, they were laughing with the jokes, 
And then all of a sudden they laughing and like, wait a minute. This this blank blank is talking about me. Oh, okay. And she didn't have to say anything. You've been married to her long enough though. You know that look. Like this and we were like, oh no, nah, you you didn't disrespect you didn't disrespect my wife. So when you disrespect my wife, you disrespect me. And at that point in time, you know, the 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 there's no telling what could happen. You know, thank God it was just a slap. Number one, instead of a closed fist. Number one. Number number thank two. Thank God for who? Wait a minute. Let me add, hold on, hold on. Thank God for who? Will or Chris? Probably Chris, because Chris Chris wasn't even looking for. Thank God it was just a slap instead of a closed fist. That's number one. Well, we probably would have probably would have spent the night in the uh, in the county, but he would have got he would have got in because you know what Mama say always get the first punch in because you don't you never know if you're gonna get another one in. Will Smith definitely got the first one in. That yes, you, did. you you got that. Thank God for security because. If they, you know, huh? No, well, let's security? think about this. Let's think about this. <laughs> what happens on, on the shooter at the club? You, you got the pat down, you go through the metal detectors and stuff like that. That could have been one of them incidents. And we've seen, uh, unfortunately, we've seen it on the street where that turns into something a heck of a lot worse than just a slap. Well, we've seen it. And, and then you've got guns, knives, and stuff like that. Thank God that it happened on live TV. But, you know, they have security measures in place for stuff for uh, for stuff like that. So, I, you know, because he might be the Fresh Prince, but he is from West Philly. So the West Philly came out in him uh, in, in that, you know. You can take a brother out the hood, but you can't take a, the hood out of a brother. And, and, so, so, and, many, and, so many memes. Look, that's the that's the same excuse Jawan Howard used. Come on now, stop it, yeah. stop it. Uh, but but in in, in 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 the moment, you 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 have to you have to realize. And number three, let's give Chris Rock some some credit here, because ninety percent of the brothers I know when that happened. The, the, it would have been some type of retaliation. But if I didn't get him, my my goon behind me comes on comes on and and jumps him before he gets back to his seat. Something something along those lines. So thank God, Chris Rock, like he just slapped out of me. If you if you, you have to go back and watch the Australian uh, feed of it, and he said he just slapped up. And credit to Chris Rock, he wound up making somewhat of a joke out of it. Out of it. So, uh, you know, I, I give that brother credit for maintaining his composure because I don't know if I if I would have been on the receiving end of that if I could have maintained my composure. And, you know, and for, for people who don't know, that's almost like you, Brian, at your size coming in and slapping me. Now, you're thicker than Will Smith, but height-wise, you're about the same height as Will Smith is. And Chris Rock is a hair shorter than I am, but we're about, what, four inches – we're about four inches apart height-wise, Brian, which is yeah. about what, what they are, four to six inches apart height-wise. So, and, and Will Smith knew who to slap and who not to slap. True. True. Yeah, I, I think the whole analogy. If that was a 6'4", like, oh, if that was Tyler Perry yeah. up there with that joke, Tyler Perry being thicker than him, they're about the same height, but Tyler Perry being thicker than him, I don't think he gets that off. 
Yeah, the, or the worst is I heard people say, well, what if that was The Rock? Uh, of course he's not going to walk up there and slap The Rock. Of course not. You know, of course, he saw the fact that he had a smaller person and he took advantage of that. Now, th- I will say this, though. I agree with you when we talk about what would you do. Yes, 90% of the people I have heard from or talked to would have chased him to the end of the stage. There might have been a tackle off the stage and it would have got real I hate to say this, it would have got real source awards type. You had people people jokingly say, oh, yeah, some more source awards type stuff. Yeah, it almost got source awards type had Chris not shown the composure uh, that he showed. You know what I'm saying? And I think he's definitely to be commended for that. But I go back to, I, I saw uh, M, M. Ford ask, did Chris know whether uh Jada did he know about Jada's alopecia I, I don't think that had come out look I mean as a casual entertainment watcher I didn't know that she had it and I don't think too many people did maybe she had just come out with it but I think we have seen so many beautiful black women with short haircuts that I mean she looked beautiful I, I thought she looked beautiful in that natural moment with her hair I wasn't even thinking about the fact that you know, who knows? It's not cancer. So, you, you're not, I, you know, I'm not thinking that in some respect, but the joke itself, and I heard it again today, and I'm like, you know, when he said it in reference, it, it, now look, if you have never, if you have never seen G.I. Jane with Demi Moore, this was back in the 90s, shame on you. You missed a, a wonderfully bad movie, but you missed it. Okay? <laughs> you, you missed it. Now, and brothers, men, men, why I, you will want to go see it. That's all I'm going to tell you. Men, you want to see G.I. Jane. Anyway, I, um, you missed a good movie. But when he said it, I said, oh, that was a pretty good joke. I actually thought it was a good because, yes, yeah, she had on a green outfit. She looked like, you know, it was a dress and she had to. And I'm thinking. Okay, or you know, I thought he might have gone with some sort of Rwanda, uh, or, or, or uh, um, no, not Rwanda. Um, what's the what's the damn fictional place in uh, Black Panther? Um, that you know, yeah, he 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 might have he might have gone with that kind of theme, surprisingly, right? Yeah, Wakanda. Why did I say Rwanda? Wakanda, whatever. Okay, thank you. Rwanda is a real place. Now. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah, not Rwanda. Real, real people died there. No, no, no. I'm talking about Wakanda. Okay, I thought he might have gone to that level, but he didn't. You know, and so I, I thought it fell. But, but anyway, it's a lot. To, it's a lot. To, again, when I talk about the one, the, the one thing I say, if you did, there was history though, Drew. There was history in that moment because Will, uh, Chris Rock, who had previously been a presenter. Had 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 some jokes about Jada boycotting the Oscars back when Will was nominated for concussion, I believe, right? And she boycotted. I I can't remember if if she boycotted it because of that or what the exact reason was. But I heard the jokes, and I was like, "Yo, Chris Rock is going in on Jada, right? He's really going in." And it's almost like on a personal level. And I, they've worked on movies together, so he knows Jada, you know. But so it was, it felt personal to you know, like real personal. You know how, like, if you and I were to tell jokes, we could probably go real personal, and everybody else would kind of look around and be like, 
are they kidding or are they, is that real personal? Is that, that sounded that sounded like it cut to some truth, right? So that's how I felt like. So maybe just maybe Will was holding on to that along with all the other stuff that's been going on and all the other jokes people been getting off on him. And he snapped, which isn't good. You know, that's not good. So we, we can go to, so that's why I said, you can go to the mental health aspect of things and talk about what kind of mental instability is this brother dealing with that on his biggest night of his professional career, that he would throw it all away to walk on stage and slap Chris Rock. Because he loves that defending... Oh, man. Is that healthy love? I mean, I get love. I get black love. I'm all for black love. Is that healthy, though? See, another discussion. <laughs> another discussion hey, of the hey, show, right? See what hey, I'm saying? Hey, hey, See what I'm saying? There's a hey, lot of layers to this hey, thing, hey, man. Hey, you, you're talking to a newly married man, but, you know, sometimes whether you want to or not, let me put it to you like this. If he doesn't handle that, he don't go home. And get in the house. See, I, I was always raised that if you, if your family's in danger, if your woman and wife is in danger, all the rest of it. Though that you know what that's like, Chris. That's I almost called you Chris, uh, <laughs> Drew. You know what that's like. That's like walking in the club with the prettiest woman, and everybody sees how beautiful she is, and you know brothers are trying. Brothers are looking. How many dudes can you fight off for looking at your woman? I ain't what's the looking line at her make the problem. Okay, but so what is it? If one, if one, if one grab her hand, if one say hello, what some brothers don't there's see what I'm saying? There's a line, there's a line to this that is like would you call when when you call when you call her out of her name in a derogatory okay. way. There may be consequences and repercussions. All right. So GI Jane, the GI Jane joke was calling her out at derogatory. To, to, to will. To will. <laughs> See, it's not healthy. Not healthy. All right, let, let's move on because I tell you, we could spend a long time talking about that one. Hey, we gotta give a shout out to um the Talladega Tornadoes and Coach Chris Wright. Last Monday night, a watch party. The NAIA National Championship. Uh, Talladega made it all the way to the final Tuesday night. Game. Uh, Tuesday, okay. night. Tuesday night. So a, yeah, about a week ago, less less than a week now, and um, went all the way to the national championship game. Unfortunately, they lost to their to their rival, their conference rival, their nemesis, their kryptonite. However, whatever catchy phrase you want to use for a team that beat you four times and you only lose. You lose six times in a year, and four of them were to the same team. However you want to spin that, uh, that's what Loyola University is to Talladega College. Uh, they beat them 71-56, to 56, and, uh, yeah, that, that was a tough tough pill to swallow, Drew. What, what were your thoughts? I don't know if we ever summarized, but what were your thoughts on Talladega's run, just their season, and, and everything that we've seen from Coach Wright and his guys? Well, it, it came down to one thing, and Talladega had a tremendous season. Uh, look, when you lose six games and four of them to the same opponent, I think that's pretty doggone good. You just got that one 
hurdle that you cannot uh, overcome. It's almost like the uh, uh, the 73-win Warriors team who just could not get over that LeBron hurdle. LeBron, you know, LeBron just had – Yeah, yeah. They just could not get over that hurdle with, with, with LeBron. No matter how great that team was, it was not good enough. So, uh, or, or the Yankees team in whatever year that the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks beat them. You know, you can win all those games, but you got to win the most important one. And, it, it, Brian, it came down to one thing uh, when you really break it down. Loyola had more beef inside. They had better rebounding than Talladega in all four matchups. That rebounding edge, especially on the offensive boards, was the difference in all four games. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. If you look at everything else, Talladega played even or better than Loyola. But that rebounding edge, those those second chance points, those two top uh, rebounders in the nation on the same team, you know, Two double double machines on the same team, and, and let's be real, yeah. Brian. You've coached basketball as long as I have. That type of advantage is hard to overcome. You know, yeah. uh, points in the paint, uh, free throws, and it, the, the the and this takes it even further. Talladega attempted fifteen free throws in the championship game. Loyola made fourteen. Wow. Yeah, Loyola going 14 for 25 from the line. Talladega going 9 for 15. And whenever you have a team that makes more free throws than the other team even attempts, nine times out of ten, the team that made the most free throws is going to win. It's just one of those unwritten rules of basketball. When you If, if you want to take one glance, those are the two statistical pieces that really stuck out to me in that particular game outside the poor, the poor shooting in the first half from uh from Talladega and tremendous shooting in the second half but they were down to far cut it down to a five-point game great run those two statistics tell the whole story the rebounding edge and the free throws and the rebounding edge led to second chance points and uh points in the paint advantage for Loyola that Talladega could not overcome Talladega finished their season 32 and six. Uh, this group at Coach Wright, Coach Chris Wright had, he had nine seniors, four juniors. Uh, those seniors, we, we've seen them the last couple seasons, obviously, and they have done a great job in, we've seen this program go from receiving votes to being in the middle of the polls, think, you know, should, should have gotten higher to actually getting their respect this year, getting as high as a ranked consistent number top two. 10 team. Yeah. Yes. Being a consistent top 10 team and a product also of the conference, the Southern States, which they just moved into, they fit in just perfectly. And they brought so much value to that Southern States athletic conference. Uh, and, and as evidenced by the fact that two teams played in the championship game, that conference is going to be a major force in NAIA 
basketball. Special shout out to Daryl Baker, the senior guard from Jeffersonville, Indiana. He named to the second team NAIA All-American team representing Talladega there. Just looking at the list here to see. I think there were some honorable mentions as well. If I go through just quickly, I see uh, honorable mentions. Corey Benton, a Florida Memorial, a senior guard from Columbus, Ohio, made the uh, uh, made the uh, what I say the honorable mention team. Also, as I'm just quickly scanning here, Londell King of Stillman, the senior forward from Tallahassee, Florida, he too made the audible all the mention and Makai Richard from Xavier, the senior guard from Morgan city, Louisiana also made the honorable mention all American team. So congratulations to all of those HBCU players. Uh, Just one last quick, I don't think I missed anybody off the first, second or third team. So uh, great run by Talladega. Great run. Two quick Two quick points before we go to break, Brian. Uh, You talked about the Southern States Conference. Keep in mind, Loyola had to beat another Southern States team, and I believe it was in the round of 16, that being Faulkner University in the tournament. And there were four Southern States teams, our other HBCU in that conference, Steelman, to the second round of the uh, national tournament. And you talk about those nine seniors at Talladega, and this is what has really been interesting over the last couple of years. How many of those are seniors and how many of those will be uh, COVID seniors where they may have another year of eligibility due to due to COVID? So there may be an opportunity for some COVID. You got a red shirt senior, and then you might as well call them a COVID senior to uh, come back and possibly uh, play one year. Uh, one, one additional year of ball. So don't know that uh, off the top off the top of our head, but it will be interesting to see if they have any COVID seniors. All right, we're going to catch up. We're behind a bit. So on the other side of this break, Michael Coker from BlackCollegeNines.com will join us. We'll get our baseball fix as we start to move into the, uh, the diamond and uh, see what's going on in baseball as things will be leading up to the 2022 Black College World Series in Montgomery, Alabama. We'll be back in just a moment. You're watching the Sports Wrap, Brian and AD. Troy, you work here? I'm never not working. Like head-to-head shield technology, up to 100% dandruff protection, even between washes. Never not working. <laughs> never not working. Never, ever not working. Head and shoulder scalp shield, never not working. Every time I open one of these bottles, I hear trumpets and big band music. Creole seasoning is a sodium-free and sugar-free blend that's versatile enough to put on anything. One of the first blends I developed more than eight years ago, the Creole seasoning has an unmistakable aroma, a bold flavor, and a little heat for character. Since 2002, Empowerment Resources, Inc., a nonprofit organization, has empowered more than 1,500 youth and adults in Duval and surrounding counties. Through its programs, Journey into Womanhood, Girls Mentoring, Life Skills for Teens, and parenting education coaching. To get involved with programs, volunteer, or donate, visit www.empowermentresourcesinc.org. Follow us on social media, facebook.com forward slash empowerment.resources and instagram.com forward slash empowermentjax. 
For 200 years, Montgomery, Alabama has been making history by people who had the courage to stand up for change. Today, this riverfront city has been reborn, embracing the past and looking forward to the future. From the National Memorial for Peace and Justice to the stage of the Alabama Shakespeare Festival, this is where history was and is made. We are proud to call Montgomery home, and together, we can be the change. This is the Dean of the College of HBCU Sports, Kenyatta Caville of Dr. Caville's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Come mix it up in the lab where the course lecture is in session every Tuesday from 6 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time on Facebook Live, YouTube, Spreaker, or the BCSN app. As we discuss all things about the HBCU sports culture, including exploring the week that was in the sporting HBCU dashboard as well as the upcoming week of HBCU Sports. With me, the Dean, the College of HBCU Sports, on Dr. Cavill's Inside HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Course lecture dismissed. It's never too early to plant the seed, to share the tradition, and instill a sense of pride in your HBCU with your little ones. HBCU Pride and Joy Children's Boutique helps you share your school spirit with a wide selection of adorable kids' apparel and accessories officially licensed from your favorite HBCU. Visit HBCUPrideJoy.com and follow us on all social media at HBCUPrideJoy on Facebook and Twitter. The top HBCU programs in the nation come to Montgomery, Alabama's Riverwalk Stadium this May 11th through 14th for the Black College World Series. The best Black College baseball teams in the NCAA Division II and the NAIA will battle for Black Baseball's ultimate prize. Games will be streamed live at www.mybcsn.net. Tickets are available now online at www.blackcollegechampionships.com. Bounty versus the old family dish towel. Drying with a fresh sheet of Bounty leaves your hands cleaner than a used dish towel that can carry and redistribute food residue. So ditch the dish towel for better hand hygiene. Bounty, the quicker picker-upper. Welcome back to the BCSN Sports Wrap. <laughs> Brian, AD, uh, and joining us now, a good friend, Michael Coker, BlackCollegeNines.com, talking all things HBCU baseball. Uh, also, the executive, make sure I get the title right now, the executive director of the Black College World Series. Is that, did I get that title right, Mike? Black College Championships. I'm sorry, Black College Championships, right, right. But and who puts on the Black College the, World Series? 
Thank you. I, I, I got to I'll have it right by May 11th. I'll have it right by then. You know, I'm still working it out right now. <laughs> hey, uh, good to have you on with us, Mike, man. You know, it's funny. Baseball gets kind of, you know, it's kind of like you got to wait until the middle of March for some people. Uh, not you, however, but for some people, they don't start getting into ba- uh, baseball until basketball finally gets decided that first couple weekends of March. Uh, but there are some interesting uh, storylines that are happening. Uh, Got to give a shout out before we get into that, Mike. Obviously, Drew, let people know what you just saw there on that video as you were uh, you you were stunting there with some Braves gear. Uh, what, what what was that 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 was going on? And you know that was hard for me to hold, considering I'm a Cardinals fan, uh, holding all their Braves gear. But yes. uh, and I know Mike, yes. I know Mike's a Cubs fan over there. So it's, you know, he he, he don't like. Yeah, Mike Mike might have not ever done that. But uh, today at Tuskegee University, the uh, Atlanta Braves World Series trophy, D, not a replica, D trophy, was on display as they have a uh, community uh, program where they're taking the trophy around to 151 different stops uh over over the uh i think it's over a three month period three to four month period where they had the trophy because they say the trophy is the people's trophy and the uh, number 151 signifies the number of years that the braves have been in existence as a professional organization going back to the 1800s so it was on display this afternoon at tuskegee university by the way Tuskegee University is the only HBCU stop on this tour. So this is a special event, not only for Tuskegee, but for HBCUs. And shout out to Coach Reginald Hollins, Athletic Director uh, Reginald Ruffin, and uh, President Dr. Uh, Charlotte Boris for uh, bringing the event to to that university. So that was my opportunity to... uh, step into a digital photo booth uh, and show off some uh, some Braves gear. And that uh, picture from that digital photo booth is courtesy of, let me get it, Golden Jewels Video. You can go to their website, Golden Jewels, excuse me, Golden Jewels Visuals, Golden Jewels Visuals, dot com but uh they're based out of atlanta but that's who uh that's where their video came from in one of their platforms and i don't if roy can uh put up the picture of the of me with the world series trophy if you would mr producer please did you actually get a chance to touch it did they let you touch the world series oh, they they like, no they weren't gonna let you touch that man you lost your mind <laughs> See if, see if our producer is paying attention. Uh, hopefully, he's got that picture downloaded yet. There, but, uh, we'll get that up uh, in just a moment. But, you know, I, I figure it was uh, fitting to show the picture of the, of the World Series trophy before we talk about the Black College World Series trophy that will be coming out later on this year. And there, there I am with the, uh, with the World Series trophy. Oh, that's you close as you get, but you had to grab the uh, you had to grab the podium. You couldn't touch the whole thing. You, you couldn't grab it like say, you like wanted. If you, like if that was Halle Berry, that's like you can't put your hand on her back, but you can act like you are, right? Exactly. Exactly. 
Exactly. So it, it, it was a great event. A lot of public officials there from the city of Tuskegee, Macon County. And uh, obviously uh, got a chance to talk to all the coaches on campus because everybody came through and, uh, you know, so talk, talk, to, talk to a lot of people today. Um, met a lot of new all people right. also. Supporters. All right, you're chewing it. You're chewing into Michael's time. He we pulled him away from a story that he was writing, and so you know he's got to get back to it while while the ideas are fresh in his head. So, Mike, let's jump into the conversation. Let's start with the Black College World Series, uh, which actually takes the top eight teams from the small school poll uh, uh, from the BlackCollegeNines.com small school poll, uh, and so we'll start there. Savannah State currently in the number one spot with an overall record of 18 and six. I believe Savannah State was in the World Series last year, if I'm not mistaken. Were they not? Uh, yes, they were. And they're, they're currently 21 and six. Oh, okay. 21 and six. So, what has been their biggest improvement? When you look at this team, they are number one, and I think they've been number one for a couple of weeks now. Um, what is it about this team that they've improved on from the year? And uh, do you kind of anticipate them continuing to to run things in the SIAC? I, I do, and here's why. Savannah State returns their entire roster from last season. Uh, I, they, I, they, they only graduated one player. Uh, everybody has that ex that hunger experience and that hunger experience transpired from the black college world series last year in montgomery uh, they thought they could win it uh, they were defeated and they were sent home but they left there with a feeling that we can come back there and win this and they're playing like it, every game they're playing it's like they're in a championship game uh, there isn't a game that they really have been out of. A couple games, they, they you know, errors have a way of, uh, it's a part of the game. And what I like about their team and, and um, Coach Carlton Hardy, he, he he's, he's mixing his pitching in well. He's got some arms. He's got some flamethrowers. He's got uh, a good uh, relief pitchers. And mainly, he's got his offense. Uh, they got some, they're putting up some big numbers. I mean, they got some big RBI guys and guys that are they're no longer hitting for average. They're all hitting above average, especially when your team is uh, 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 as a team you're hitting uh, more than 325. That's huge in college baseball, and, and that's what I like about this team. I like the makeup of what uh, he's putting up the product on the field. Yeah, the, the team has, uh, I'm just reading here, uh, this past weekend, they had they recorded their fifth consecutive SIAC Series sweep, uh, beating Lane College in a three-game road series. Uh, Lane, another school, I believe that was in the, uh, no, Lane was supposed to be in it, but they didn't. Anyway, but Lane had a good squad last year, if I remember correctly. Uh, but I think that Lane graduated a lot of people, if I recall. Uh you know they're they're running to what seventeen and one in conference, and that, that's pretty impressive. Uh, a pair of start as you mentioned, they got a few guys here that are running some six and zero records right now. Uh, one young man seven and one, so uh, they're getting a lot of uh, production from from their pitchers. Uh, 
who who's another team? And before I give it over to Drew, who's another team on this poll in the top ten? Maybe uh, obviously the top eight teams will get the invite. But who's another team that you think can challenge Savannah State as this season goes on? Well, I think there's there's two teams that can challenge them. Um, one is is Miles, but. Before I, I really get into that, and I'm, I'll be quick about it, uh, Savannah State is 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 number one in the HBCU small school top ten poll, and they are also number nine, num- I'm sorry, number eight ranked team in the National Collegiate Baseball Writers Association South Division Regional top ten poll. So Savannah is is is, is currently the team to beat. But I, I expect that this weekend will be a telling weekend because they're, they're playing Miles, who's on a 10-game, I'm sorry, a 13-game winning streak. And Miles is 15-3 and three in the conference, and Savannah State is 17-1. and one. Uh, That any – Miles has a chance to uh, either balance that scale or tip the scale in their favor. Uh, what can hurt – what can help Savannah is it's a home game for Savannah. Miles would be on the road. But I, I I really think the team that you could keep an eye out for once they they're starting to manage their diversity, and that's Tuskegee. I think Tuskegee is going to shock a lot of teams down the road. I think Tuskegee is going to get hot. Uh, they had some injuries. They had some issues on the baseball field. Uh, if you know anything about Reginald Hollins, Reginald Hollins is going to write this ship. He's got a young, hungry team, and I think that they're going to tip the scale. Uh, one way or another, they're going to be right in the mix of that 8C uh, tournament because the SIAC Conference has done away with divisional play. There's no longer the East and the West. It's all the top eight. And if you, you're you going to have uh, – uh, Tuskegee right in the middle of the thick of things. And I think that Tuskegee can get hot. I think Tuskegee will make some noise. I'm not taking anything away from Albany State or uh, Savannah or Miles, but I just got a gut feeling to keep an eye out on Tuskegee uh, this season. I saw Drew, Drew's face lit up there as you said that. So, Drew, go ahead. All right, and yeah, I, I went and saw Tuskegee yesterday. Going to see him tomorrow. But uh, Mike, we talked about the Division Two teams uh, to watch out for as uh, potential Black College World Series participants. What about the NAIA division? Well, the NAIA, uh, I'm always have been a fan of teams that play a tough, tough. Uh, non-conference schedule, and you, you got to tip your cap to uh, Marco Dominguez over there at uh, Tus- I'm, I'm sorry, uh, Talladega College. Uh, they're in a conference where the uh, Southern Athletic Conference, the they send five to six teams to the national tournament every year. Uh, those teams, five of those teams in that conference are ranked in the NAI top 25 poll. Uh, you you got to you right now. T- I, I would I would lean towards uh, Tuskegee. I'm sorry, not Tuskegee. Uh, Talladega. I also think that uh, Adrian Holloway is going to write that ship as well over at uh, Xavier uh, at 
of the University of Louisiana. Uh, I think that's a good good program. I think that uh, the, 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 my dark horse team, and you really got to start watching them. They have a young coach, 24 years old. You got to start watching um, uh, Pernell Roberts down at Harrison Stowe State. Currently, they knocked off the first place team this past weekend, uh, and they're playing good ball. Uh, they're ranked in HBCU baseball's small school top 20, top 10 poll. Uh, I think they're going to make and shock a lot of people. Uh, another good team, if they can uh, manage to end their losing streak, is uh, Florida Memorial. Uh, I, I think the uh, the Lions uh, should be right there in the thick of things. And 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 I think and I believe that um, then you have the surprise group, the 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 really who's really shocking everybody is Payne. You got to remember, Payne is a former SIAC conference member. Payne also is a Division II program that just stepped down. Uh, they didn't play ball for a couple years because of uh, uh, administrative issues. It wasn't COVID related. It was administrative. They decided to bring the baseball program back as an NAIA uh, member, a conference member, and uh, at their their. 13 and five on the season and they're playing like they're a championship caliber team. So those are the teams you really got to keep an eye out on. Uh, if uh, Once the tournament seeding comes around, I'm not saying that those teams will, you know, make the tournament, but those are the teams I think that you really need to look at. All right, I'll let me let me I'll, I'll jump in and add here for as we move over to the large school division, primarily the Division One and the SWAC and MEAC. I've two thoughts here, but I'll, I'll stick to the main one. Bethune Cookman looks for real. They have had the last week. When I look at the fact that it pains me to say this, but Bethune Cookman, uh, they not only just won two out of three against Alabama State at home. Now, they've had a nice stretch in the state of Florida over the past week, I guess. You know, they sweep Jackson State. They lose to the University of Florida in Gainesville by one run, three to two. Considering my university got a football score put up on them by Florida, losing three to two is impressive as heck. Then... Hosting Alabama State, they win two out of three, losing the last game on Sunday, six to three. Currently sitting uh, sitting in first place. It's like they got the hard part of the home schedule out the way. How good is Bethune-Cookman, right? I mean, is this a team that really maybe – I mean, we knew that Bethune and FAMU were going to come in and, and make some waves, but much like FAMU did on the football side – Looks like Bethune has come in making waves on the baseball side of things in the SWAT. Well, you got to know the history of Bethune, and it happened under the two prior coaches, and it's happening again. They, they always start the season off uh, slow. And then as the weather starts getting warmer in Florida and across the nation, then they start winning. And that's what's happening now. You got a good ball, ball club. Uh, they had a bad stretch where they went down to Baton Rouge and got uh, their tails handed to them by LSU. 
they've come back with a sense of urgency and now they're winning. Uh, uh, Coach Hernandez, uh, he, you know, I, I, I like what the uh, broadcaster said in that Florida game. They said he's an up and coming coach. He is starting to run his program like he's running a Division One SIAC ACC program where he's getting the top recruits in. Uh, he's getting arms. He's got arms on that team. It's it's how he's using those arms. Uh, they're playing good defense. They're playing tight defense. Uh, he's got mound presence. So he's got things to work with. Uh, I personally think that they're going to shock teams in the uh, uh, SWAC, which they're doing now because they they they, they sit uh, at the leaderboard. They're the first place team in the in the SWAC conference, and I think that that's going to continue uh, until the uh, season ends. I think that we're looking at, uh, you know, I kind of said some things on a last interview I did that I thought that Mississippi Valley State was going to win the conference uh, or make will, will be a good conference tournament team. But I also feel that uh, coming out of Florida, that this is the team to beat. I also feel this is the team to beat in the, in the uh, Southwest uh, Athletic Conference. I this this. Do not be shocked, SWAT members, if Bethune-Cookman takes the entire tournament, the entire conference. Uh, the, the makeup of this team, uh, they understand what it takes to win the one-run game. Uh, that game that they played against Florida, they lost by one run, but it was a good game. Uh, to, to go up against a powerhouse program, it will do nothing but uh, strengthen your schedule. All right, so Mike, we've got about uh, two two minutes or so left in this portion of this uh, interview. So let's talk about the Black College World Series. Uh, if you could tell everybody wh what it is, when, where, let's quickly give the five W's and probably the most important W that you need to give is what can people do to support purchase tickets uh, if they want if they want to become an advertiser or a sponsor you know all that stuff go 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 into the elevator speech for us. Well, this is what this is what you, you need to know. Not what you want to hear, but what you need to know. Black College <laughs> World Series is being put on by Black College Championships. This event is to showcase HBCU baseball at its championship collegiate level. Montgomery, Alabama is the location. It, the tournament is from May 10th to May 15th. Uh, the, the actual game start May 11th. It is a 18 tournament for the best from the NAIA and for the best from the NCAA Division One small school teams. Division Two. Division, Division two. two, I'm sorry. Division Two. Yeah. And the tournament, it will showcase the top HBCU championship level teams who will no longer be playing as a mystical champion. Everything will be settled on the field. We did that last year. We had, It was a very successful event in Montgomery. Uh, Bluefield State became the first ever HBCU national champion. Uh, and we're going to crown our second champion this year. Uh, in order Where can to, people get tickets at, Michael? You can get tickets online at Black College 
championships, visit the website at blackcollegechampionships.com. There is a page for uh, to purchase tickets to attend the event. Uh, we expect to see you there to support HBCUs, not just for the tournament, but this is huge for HBCUs. This is something that has never really happened before. And this is something that uh, we're looking to do this down the road for the next 20, 25 years. We will no longer- So advertisers, go ahead and finish the segment. We will no longer crown a, like I said, a mystical champion. Everything would be settled on the field. So any potential uh, people want to advertise, sponsor, just donate to support a team, I'm pretty sure they can find out all that information at that same website, Black blackcollegechampionships.com, Michael. Yes. And also, if you uh, want to have that personal experience, you can contact Black College Championships at uh, blackcollegechampionships at gmail.com, the email. Uh, if you really want a personal experience, uh, contact me there. Now, I'm not going to give you my phone number. I know you've got opportunities for interns and volunteers and stuff like that. Ticket prices, Michael. That's another question people want to ask. What are what are the uh, ticket prices for that uh, for the game? Is it affordable? Is it outrageous? It's 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 affordable because if you want to if you want to attend the four games a day pass, that's just twenty five dollars. If you want to attend a single game, that's fifteen dollars with special uh, pricing for uh, youth and senior citizens. There's also a voucher for kids, uh, youth groups, uh, high school, um, I'm, I'm sorry, middle school to take a field trip. Uh, and then, then it's $5 lawn seating for the kids. And not only will you get a tournament championship atmosphere, you're going to see a, a, a good tournament and you're going to get a, a good meal because the, the Montgomery Biscuits have this special biscuit chicken sandwich with butter and i've been told it is excellent so you're going to get a great meal watch a great game and watch good teams try to win a national championship in montgomery alabama may 11th to the 15th yeah uh, last nothing, question and we like let you get out of here at a baseball game nothing exactly. like it yeah last question we're gonna let before we let you get out of here michael some people are asking why not why not Alabama State? Why not Alabama A and Why not Jackson State? Why not Norfolk State? Why not the Division One programs? Uh quickly explain that. Because we're working on that. Simple. Give us one year and we should have a a, a, a HBCU national world series with the large schools. Okay. And like you gotta start somewhere. We're starting with the small schools and then we're going to graduate to the big programs. And believe me, when we do it, it will be big. Gotcha, yes, sir. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, Mike. Uh, Michael Coker, blackcollegenines.com. Go check out the website. Uh, a lot of a lot of different, from the polls to the stories to the weekend recaps, lots of news, information to go uh, to, 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 to catch up on HBCU baseball, good coverage. Covering HBCU baseball like nobody else in the game is, and that's HBC, uh, blackcollegenines.com. That's Michael Coker. 
with his HBCU baseball hat. He is the uh, what 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 was the name we came up for Michael uh, as it relates the to HBCU baseball? The guru, the guru, yes, the guru of HBCU baseball. Mike, man, we love talking to you, man. Uh, get back to that story. And uh, hey, man, thank you for your time tonight, Mike. Appreciate you always. Well, I, I thank you, guys. Thank you, AD Drew. I thank you, Brian Fulford and uh, Roy Evans for bringing me on board. As always, it's a pleasure, and I'd love to do it again. Whenever you need me, just let me know, and I'll get done. All right. Gotcha. All right. We're going to step away for a second. On the other side, uh, we get into talking about some NIL uh, as it relates to college athletics uh, with uh, LaShonda Love of the Icon Collective. You're watching the BCSN Sports Wrap on the Black College Sports Network. Troy, you work here? I'm never not working. Like head and shoulder scalp shield technology, up to 100% dandruff protection, even between washes. Never not working. <laughs> never not working. Never ever not working. Head and shoulder scalp shield, never not working. Every time I open one of these bottles, I get trumpets and big band music. The Creole seasoning is a sodium-free and sugar-free blend that's versatile enough to put on anything. One of the first blends I developed more than eight years ago, the Creole seasoning has an unmistakable aroma, a bold flavor, and a little heat for character. Since 2002, Empowerment Resources, Inc., a nonprofit organization, has empowered more than 1,500 youth and adults in Duval and surrounding counties. Through its programs, Journey into Womanhood, Girls Mentoring, Life Skills for Teens, and Parenting Education Coaching. To get involved with programs, volunteer, or donate, visit www.empowermentresourcesinc.org. Follow us on social media, facebook.com forward slash empowerment.resources and instagram.com forward slash empowermentjax. For 200 years, Montgomery, Alabama has been making history by people who had the courage to stand up for change. Today, this riverfront city has been reborn, embracing the past and looking forward to the future. From the National Memorial for Peace and Justice to the stage of the Alabama Shakespeare Festival. This is where history was and is made. We are proud to call Montgomery home, and together we can be the change. This is the Dean of the College of HBCU Sports, Kenyatta Cavill of Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Come mix it up in the lab where the course lecture is in session every Tuesday from 6 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time on Facebook Live, YouTube, Spreaker, or the BCSN app. As we discuss all things about the HBCU sports culture, including exploring the week that was in the sporting HBCU dashboard, as well as the upcoming week of HBCU sports. With me, the Dean, the College of HBCU Sports, on Dr. Cavill's Inside HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. It's never too early to plant the seed, to share the tradition, and instill a sense of pride in your HBCU with your little ones. HBCU Pride and Joy Children's Boutique helps you share your school spirit with a wide selection of adorable kids' apparel and accessories officially licensed from your favorite HBCU. Visit HBCUPrideJoy.com and follow us on all social media at HBCUPrideJoy on Facebook and Twitter.
welcome back to the BCSM Sports Drive. Brian and AD here. Got a special guest coming up right here, as you can see on the screen. Uh, that is the one and only Miss Lashanda Love. I had to make sure I get that right. Uh, yeah. Hashtag Graham Fam uh, in the house. <laughs> Absolutely. So, you know, you, GSU Tigers, you know, uh, you guys make sure to show her some love on Twitter. Uh, you can find her at Yard Talk HTX. She is everywhere on Twitter. If you've been if you've been paying attention to Twitter for the last month, you keep seeing at Yard Talk HTX with some like 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 intelligent bomb dropping tweets left and right. And it's like, yo, I had to just finally reach out and be like, who is this? You know, so look, not like I've been on Twitter forever, but I mean, not like I own the space, but I just recognize game and I just recognize that uh, Lashanda, you've been uh, you've been doing a, a, a heck of a job promoting not only what you do, but just HBCU. So I, I was like, look, we got to bring her on and uh, this might be the start <laughs> of some so great much. conversation going forward. Um, so let's let's introduce you to people who may not know you. Uh you are a graduate of Grambling State, but you're from, let me see, if I yes. saw right, you're Arkansas raised, correct? Yes, Camden, Arkansas, which is really about 70 miles from Grambling. Okay, so so tell people <laughs> your, what, a little bit of your story. What, how did you find your way to Grambling from Arkansas? How come you didn't go to UAPB? You know what? The same old trope that they give about HBCUs, oh, they're party schools and stuff like that. Because I wanted to go to UAPB. Don't tell nobody that. Because <laughs> all of the teachers in my high school, that's where they went. Because UAPB is not far from Camden. So got grown, you know, and I said, I ended up moving to Monroe. And I said, I am not. I refu refuse to go to ULM. And so I would make that trip every day from Monroe to uh, Grambling to go to school once I got grown. <laughs> right. I got you. Now, now you were at, now I'm not going to, I'm not going to ask for no age because I know I don't ask, no, I don't ask a woman for her age, <laughs> but I will ask you while you were at Grambling, what kind of things were going on? What successful program, what, what was happening at Grambling while you were there? You know, I was really a non-traditional student, so I missed a lot. I really developed a, a more of a a fan-like behavior once I graduated. And I kind of, it's like the, the, it just hit me my senior year, like, okay, I'm really a part of this. So because I was married and I had kids, I really didn't get to experience as much as I would like to. And that's why I kind of make that post about, you know, the non-traditional students. We don't really ever talk about that population. Yeah, that you know what? That that's that's a that's a good point. I, I do remember having a few friends that would probably qualify as the non-traditional. And I'm assuming when you say non-traditional, you know, you didn't maybe come in as a freshman right out of high school, right. uh, like 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 others did, and you get all the pomp and circumstance that comes with that. You kind of transfer in you're trying to figure out who's who you don't really know That's a lot great. of people you know so it's like yeah you, you didn't do the summer camps and all the other stuff that they no. try to put <laughs> students to do all of that so that's, that's but important. i, I that's did important. join phi beta lambda which is a business organization 
So I did make the necessary connections I needed to make to, you know, get myself involved, involved in some student activities that I could, you know, that I had time to do. Right. Right. And, and so your, your major at Grambling was, it sounds like it's probably a business related major. No, actually math. Wow. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> numbers, numbers. I love that. Yes. Drew, Drew, he's a okay. he's a finance guy. So Drew loves loves the numbers. Loves the numbers and formulas. That's awesome. That means we're gonna awesome. be friends. We're gonna be good friends. Jump in there. Jump in there with uh with some questions as we get to know uh Lashanda Love here. So uh you know I, I'm uh I'm gonna hit you with the big elephant in the room when it comes to uh grambling. Okay. okay. Which one? Um, <laughs> exactly, right? You guys don't you guys don't do anything small over there in Grambling. Well, Grambling Grambling football and everything surrounding your, your coaches and your and your uh, coaching hires and coaching re- resignations uh going back from uh going back from Fobs all the way through the uh to, through Hugh Jackson to Odd Brown. So uh, as a Grambling along, kind of, kind of take us through, you know, your own personal feelings and some of the feelings that you're hearing from some other Grand fam about uh, everything that's transpired over probably the last six months when it comes to Grambling football. You know what? <laughs> I have yet to figure out why is it that Grand fam got the fallout every time we get a new coach. I do not understand it whatsoever. I mean, you, I, I, I love Coach Bob's. I never met him personally, so I can't, you know, really speak to, you know, I can only go by what I saw. Um, don't have any complaints about him as, you know, as far as anything personally. You know, I was there when he won, you know, first celebration bowl. I was in Atlanta, <laughs> you know. Well, the first for the, you know, Grambling and for the swag, because we only got one. The only so, one for the swag. <laughs> we only got one. So, um, and I was there when we played A&T also. So, you know, but um, uh, I, I'm pretty happy about, you know, and, and appreciative that Coach Jackson came to Grambling. I mean, I'm sure, you know, once you become an NFL coach, you're in a space that not a lot of people will get to be in, right? And so, you know, he was at Tennessee State, and then he came, you know, to Grambling. And I'm I'm, I'm excited just to see um, what this uh, new season is going to be like. And as far as, you know, the whole situation with Art Browse and all of that, I really just felt like, how can I say this? We all should have just came to the table, right? I think that the lack of communication between the people that were involved is kind of how things got to be like all over the place. Because I read the same information from, you know, the news article that you read. And, you know, it was said that I talked to this particular person. Well, did you? Did everybody come together and, you know, come to an agreement about how to move Grambling forward? Because at the end of the day, if the adults are arguing, the children are who suffer. It's the student athletes that are not um, being able to come into, you know, the, into the program in the best way with the most resources, you know, 
who wants to come somewhere where it's chaotic? Nobody wants to send their children, you know? So I think we have to do a better job holding ourselves accountable and making sure that we present ourselves well to receive those kids because this, this um, class is coming in, they're the COVID graduates. So a lot of this is there, this is gonna be their first time really, you know, out in the world. And we got to do a better job in taking care of the priority, which is the student athletes, not feelings, emotions, and you know, people be mad about a, a coaching hire from ten years ago and don't support the school anymore. It makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> like that coach got long gone, and we still, you know. And then it's like, if you don't like football, what's stopping you from supporting basketball? What's stopping you from supporting baseball? You know, we got to get, we got to move past that because we got, <laughs> go ahead, Drew, because I can talk. I'll <laughs> I, I, I be honest with you. That was not the perspective that I was looking from. I mean, it's, it's, I like it, but that's not what I was looking for you to bring into this conversation. But you are absolutely right on so many levels. Yeah. That's the amazing thing. I, I, I never thought about it. The way that you just kind of broke that down right there, you know, so kudos, well, me, kudos to you. I don't know if that's just your personal opinion or the opinion of your yeah, circle of me. friends or whatever, but, you know, I, I like it. I honestly like it. Well, Coach, are you a coach? I don't want to. Yes, I, we, we both are, okay. actually. <laughs> okay. I'm just making sure. Well, Coach, here's my thing. Uh, I work in the public school system as a math teacher for five years. I took off. I'm, I'm quote unquote on leave right now. Uh, and I just don't know let them catch you. You don't lose the, you don't lose the <laughs> money you're getting in. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm sorry. And so I just know with our special population, what, what those students actually need and, and, you know, the mentorship that we have to provide them the guidance. So I don't really get into all of the, because how can I be upset at people that I've never even met? It, it makes no sense. And we have a lot of that. And, it, and guess who it hurt, Coach? The student athletes, like you said. Yeah, and the university as a whole. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I, you know, I, that's I, just I my goal. Was, to move past that. It was just a different perspective, <laughs> but it, that sounds like an educator's perspective. Well, Brian and I are both in uh, education, so we definitely, okay, well, you know, uh, yeah, un you understand your background and your thinking. Yes, yeah. sir. Go ahead, Brian. Hey, uh, again, joining us right now, Lashanda Love of the Collective, uh, the the Icon Collective. Excuse me. Uh, and let's get into talking a little bit about that because this okay. uh, group, this uh, collective, this uh, provides assistance to athletes at Grambling State University by facilitating name, image, and likeness opportunities with businesses, alumni, and fans. And I was just, obviously, I, I think you might have retweeted or tweeted this out, uh, just looking at a tracker courtesy of Business, College, and Sports. Uh, businessofcollegesports.com. They mm -hmm. have a tracker, university-specific NIL collectives. Your collective there uh, with Grambling, one of the only HBCU collectives in this list. I mean, we've got uh, Auburn, FIU, Florida State, Gonzaga, Indiana University. Um, uh, some of these schools have two collectives. I, 
so so a lot of questions here let let's start with let's start with the specifics of what a collective is and how you came to form and create this specific collective targeting Grambling State student athletes. Okay, so basically there there are multiple sides to the collective, right? You have the side that uh, what I consider to be the marketing and advertising side where you'll have a company that says, I want to pay the student athletes to do X, Y, and Z to wear my, you know, just like a paid influencer, just to make it make sense, which is not anything new. It's just that now the athletes have an opportunity to do it as well. And then you have what I call creating the fan experience, right? When you, I don't know if you guys have ever been to like one of the bigger schools and they have so much going on during game day, you know, they have autograph signings, they have meet and greets with the athletes, you know, you go to their social media and you see them shouting out their boot, just the, their boosters, like just the entire fan experience. That is what we are looking to create for Graham. We got a big old jumbotron and what are we doing with it during the games? Right? So just those kind of things, just to keep it short and simple that we're trying to create, you know, we're going to do stuff like giveaways, you know, we're going to have VIP events and things on campus just to give, just to take Grambling to the next level. And, and so as you, as you're doing this and Drew, just, just jump in because you may have questions. I know I've got millions. So as you come up <laughs> with something, jump in there, please. Um, uh, to what level are you working with the athletic department are you i mean there's certain things i'm sure you have to work with them to do or how how autonomous are you from them um based on the laws there's a compliance piece that has to be done um for the for the student athletes in in, in the state of louisiana basically the athletic department becomes more of a tracker, not really a, a somebody that approves or declines the NIL deal as long as there's no conflict of interest. For example, Gremlin has a deal with Adidas, right? So Nike can't just come in and say, oh, I want to do an NIL deal with that particular student. The school, you know, they can, you know, have they have some jurisdiction over that. But the compliance piece by state law is what the athletic department um, is responsible for and the financial literacy piece. Mm -hmm. so, but of course, so you want to build that oh. relationship, but it can't be, you know, any kind of conversation about any kind of specific NIL information. That's that's illegal. You can't do that. Right. So, so, so let me ask you this. This NIL thing is it's new you know it's just just over a year old so uh is it a year old now uh, no it's not, a it's year not old. even a year June, old June it's not even a year old so <laughs> so let me ask you this what was your motivation what, what made you wake up one day and say hey i want to i want to help these kids with nil and then once you figured out this is what you wanted to do how hard or how easy was it for you to get into this process and to get to the point where you are right now? 
I actually wanted to do it for my own company. Yard Talk HTX is a yard sign company actually in Houston. So that's kind of how it started. And it and I, so I just reached out to and it was kind of during um when Gramlin really, really, really just stepped up their social media game this year. And so they made it made uh made it to where the alumni and the fans can see who the recruits are. So I was actually looking for a recruit to sign an NIL deal for. And it just so happened that it just kind of blew up from there because the kids saw me tweeting about Grambling. And so they just started messaging me like crazy. And so I was like, well, instead of just doing it for one, let me start something that I can do to help all the kids. And so I kind of went into the alumni groups that we have and uh, just put a, you know, announcement out, hey, I want to do this. And it just kind of went from there. So with all that being said, uh, and I'm, I'm pretty sure you've learned some lessons, some do's and some, i never do that again. So uh, yeah. what, is the fu- what is the future of, what you're doing, because I'm pretty sure this is a, this is very fluid. This is evolving because this NIL stuff is is so new, and you know there may be federal legislation that may come down and change some things. There may be some adjustments in state laws. So, what is the future right now? Is what you see in the company and what you're doing with it? Well, I don't see any federal laws being passed anytime soon. So, I think in order to provide a cushion so that I can continue to do business, I will have to expand to different HBCUs that are not under the Louisiana laws. And that way I'm not, regardless of what one particular state does, I'm not, you know, completely caught off guard and dismantled by, you know, the stroke of a pen. Cause we, there's over half a million athletes, right? So mm-hmm. if I just get 1%, that's 500 kids. You know, I can do a lot. That's that's actually a lot, and I can do a lot with that. So, and Alabama actually passed a law that says you can't pass any laws that um, <laughs> that are against NIL. So that's a that's a really safe space right there. Wait a minute, Alabama passed. A, wait a minute. Alabama passed a law. Wait a minute, wait a minute, stop, Drew, stop. Explain that again. Alabama did. If that's not the most Alabama University of Alabama thing, excuse me. Okay. What, what is, explain that law again. It's it's basically saying that you they can't pass that the state can't pass any laws that restrict NILs. Like because they have some kind of law. Call that the Nick Saban open season law. <laughs> If you know, you know. <laughs> I know. If you know, you know. So yep, that, that's, that's amazing. You know. They created a law to prevent you from making a law. I, I've never heard of anything right. like that, but I guess, but I guess you can do anything uh, with the power of the pen in in the state legislature. So, what are some of the more challenging laws? Because we're in the state of Florida. I, I am at least, and with okay. some of my brothers. Florida A and M. We we have we we are learning and hearing so many different things regarding the laws in Florida, and they're so different in other places. I know they're very different. I live in, in Georgia. You live in Georgia. They're different there in Alabama and in Louisiana. 
Uh, I love the way you say that, by the way. I'm, I'm more of a Midwestern guy, so I'm saying Louisiana, but but I'd love the accent. Anyway, um, the, the, the whole, what are some of the laws there in your state that you, that are, that are challenging, that are open compared to some of the other states in the SWAC? Because, of course, the SWAC now covers, uh, what, five states? Six states. Yeah, Texas, Arkansas, Texas, Louisiana, Louisiana Mississippi, Alabama, Alabama, Florida. Five. Florida. Skips okay. Georgia. Okay. Yeah, skip Georgia. Okay. So, so yeah, what, what are some of the laws that you deal with or have had to deal with or what are open, what are closed, so on and so forth? I don't think it's necessarily an open or closed thing. But one thing that I, uh, that is kind of, I wouldn't say a hindrance, but in the state of Louisiana, the school has to provide the financial literacy. So even if I do it on the private private side, if the kids don't get it from the school, what does that look like? I'm not, I don't I don't know. You know what I'm saying? So that's it's like when there are certain things that the university has to do by law, then I feel like that kind of you know. You have to be a little bit more resourceful with, you know, well, how you do things. So, and when we say Drew, I, like, I mean, uh, Lashonda, when we say financial literacy, are we talking about, hey, once you guys enter into this contract, yeah, you guys have to t- pay taxes. Is that what we're talking about, and other things like that? What do you do with this yes, money that yes, you sir. get? Yes, sir. Okay. That kind of stuff. And actually, okay. and H&R no, Block. I'm sorry. I was going to say, no, actually, H&R Block is getting into this space as well because they've recently released some information about NILs and stuff, too. So companies are paying attention. And everybody is well, kind of jockeying to figure out, you know, how can I you know, get some of this new money? Yeah. Well, I, I know I, I've dealt with the company uh, Everfile. I'm pretty sure you heard of them, and I know they do a lot with uh, okay. financial financial literacy also. Uh, but, and let's stay in Louisiana since that's what you deal with. When you say they have to do a class in financial literacy, is that like a semester class? Is that a two hours class? Is that something that's that you what, take on Zoom? How, 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 how does it, how does that work in, in your state? That's what I'm saying because I can't basically put it like this because I can't certify a student as, as saying, they took these these five hours. I don't know, you know, how that is going to roll out as far as will it be a Zoom? Will it be, you know, and I know Gramlin has the contract with the influencer. So I'm assuming that they're working, you know, working that out with, with them because they do have, they do offer things through influencer uh, for universities. But How just many not different... being able to. Yes, sir. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Lashanda. I was just going to say, but just not being able to, you know, say. Because we're still going to do our own NIL boot camp and, you know, sit down and explain a lot of those things to the students. But it's like by law, you know, it has to come from the school. So it's like what I do will just be a, a supplement to whatever the school provides. So I don't think it's going to be a school. 
I mean, a semester like long thing at all. I don't think so. So just again, for anyone watching us here, LaShanda Love of the Icon Collective. Uh, that's the Icon Collective.org. Find her on Twitter at Yard uh, at Yard Talk HTX, correct? Yes, sir. I need to turn my light yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, so the Icon Collective, again, how, how many different uh, groups, uh, businesses, alumni, entities have you brought into your fold to connect with student athletes? I mean, if you if you care to share that, I you know, I don't know I, if that's a... I, you know. I can't really share that for, okay. you know, NBA okay. privacy reasons, right, gotcha. as of right now. Um, we do have some things that we're going to get ready to roll out, and, you know, then I can, you know, disclose that information, but right now... Um, so let me rephrase. Let me rephrase. Okay, so <laughs> I own a a uh, I, I I own a uh, car dealership. A, a, a car dealership. Okay, I like that. Mm-hmm. I was gonna go barbecue stand. Tells you where I am this time of the evening. But yes, uh, car dealership. <laughs> so I own a car dealership. Uh, I want to connect with Grambling State student athletes. Mm-hmm. I come to the Icon Collective. Uh, how do, how does that work for me as the business on the business side of things, and, and then maybe talk about it from the student athlete side of things? Okay, well, let me start out with this disclosure: um, the Icon Collective does not require any student athlete to sign a exclusive agreement with us, and the reason why I say that is because we don't want to limit how the the earning potential of the kids. Right. So we have our partnerships, but, you know, we may have some I'm sure we got some true goal getters, you know, on the team and they may go out and solicit their own business. We can't be like, no, you can't do business with them or it has to come to us. So I just wanted to say that. So if you're a business and you want to work with us, we're going to connect you with with a student based on, you know, the we have a business interest form on the website that you fill out. And that kind of keeps us from keep to uh, from having the same conversation over and over again. It has name, you know, all the information that you need, name the business, how many students you want to work with and stuff like that. And so we match you with the kids um, based on, you know, different conversations that we have. We get the contract um, wrote up. We have a chief uh, compliance officer. He's actually an attorney. He went to Grambling as well, but he went to Howard uh, Law School. So we have him look over it. Our business development officer, he works with you to facilitate the language and to make to that fit your specific business needs. And we get we get the um, we get it rolling. It's really a simple process. Just making sure everybody is happy. Make yeah. sure the kids get paid, and you know. I, and I was going to say, how do how do <laughs> does the business the business takes care of? Uh, do they go through you or do they, they give directly to the student athlete? I mean, you don't have to give me all your business, but I mean, if I'm, if I have a car dealership, who am I, who am I cutting a check to the icon collective or the the student athlete? Know. <laughs> you, it, it, it goes through us. We take care of that for the business, which is part of, you know, our, 
our services that we provide because they really don't have time to monitor. It's kind of like project management. They don't have time to monitor all of that. True, true, true. We're going to give you a moment to get that light if you wanted to, Lashawn, because we can't see your beautiful face anymore. (laughs) I've been sitting here waiting for y'all to give me the go ahead. (laughs) I'm sorry. When I pressed it down, it was was daytime and then I'm sorry, y'all. Brian conducted the interview, but it's it's it, 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 it's like we don't want you to talking in the dark and making sure that it's like okay, she giving us some super secret information. Uh, hey, that's know. how I was playing. I'm sorry, y'all. Drew, that's what, exactly what was that, po- what was that podcast we did when we had the uh, exactly, uh, when we had the promoter on? Oh, it was yeah, on, that was on the OG. <laughs> uh, yeah. Can I? Yeah, can I go? A- <laughs> oh yeah, you can get the light. Get the light. Oh, we I'm just, sorry, we yeah, just no, tried no. to make small talk while you get the light. <laughs> yeah, don't listen okay. to us. We'll talk all day over here. So yeah, yeah. no, no. That's what we do. I was saying that. That's how. I, that's how exactly. I was, how I was, I was waiting that. for y'all to give me the green light. Y'all just kept talking, so I said, okay. <laughs> yeah, you do it. No, no, no. You wait on us. We'll be here all day. You You'll go. be here all day. Okay. There you go. How there about you go. that? Oh, that's much better. That's much better. She's okay. coming. She's come out of the dark, y'all. So, so okay. we're not talking about anything illegal. See, people think because you were getting dark and we was talking about money <laughs> that we was talking about illegal. Oh so, no, 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 no. Yeah, we nah. ain't trying to. No, nah. no, we ain't trying to cheat. We ain't trying to mess with nobody and their money because we know that first time you you skip one penny, they gonna call you a scammer. So we gotta make sure yeah, the exactly. money right. <laughs> right. So let, let, go ahead. I, go I ahead. got one question before, before we get out of here. So what has been the uh, one or two major things that the student athletes have really requested from you as far as services? Not, not comp- you know, not, not companies and stuff like that, but what if they come to you and ask, hey, can you help me with this? Can you help me manage that? You know, what are the, what are the top uh, couple of things that they come in and ask you specifically uh, for help with that you've been able to provide for them? Just understanding um, contract language, uh, I would say, is the what they've asked me the most. Um, and just knowing when they're going to get paid, of course. Oh, of course. <laughs> I, I'm surprised that wasn't the first thing, and then contract yeah. language was the second thing. <laughs> <laughs> you got a point. Yeah. You got a point. You got a point. Right. But, yeah, exactly. just... Um, because it's a simple con it's simple to us but um to an 18 year old and never been away from home probably it's a little challenging correct absolutely yeah it may say you know you're gonna get paid 25 dollars per tweet and you're gonna tweet four times a month and you know and it's very plain language but then you add all that extra legal jargon and then you know so now, now you just made me think about something. We talk about 18, 20, 18 to 20 year olds, 18 to 20 year olds who haven't been away and probably don't have that. Most, I won't say most of them, but you got a lot of people who don't have that legal expertise or, or parents at home who they could call for that legal expertise right. and things like that. So, how much do you get of? My mama said this and Uncle Joe at the barbershop said this, that you have to go and correct, like, don't listen to the street committee. This is how it is. You can research it yourself and make sure, and, and, and just to know that I'm not lying to you, but you can't listen to the street committee. How much of that do you realistically get? 
Can't say what I want to say. Well, I'm going to just say. Did I hit a button? I hit a nerve, y'all. True. I haven't really gotten a lot of that from the kids. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, is it the parents? (laughs) No, it's not the parents. I got you. I'm leading that reason I. And the reason I know know where it's coming from, and I have to dispel those myths. When oh, I when I'm trying to recruit schools, now you can't listen to this. This is what you need to do. You need to do this by then, or that school not going to even look at you. So I've done that from a recruiting point, and I know those challenges. That's why I was wondering if you had some of those similar challenges when it comes to NIL. No, the so. kids have been. Uh, the kids are asking the right questions, and the parents too. I've I've had conversations with parents. Um, They've been wonderful. Uh, I've made myself self accessible to, you know, my inbox be going crazy. But um, I always respond. Nobody can ever say I ignored them because I always respond. But uh, it, it hasn't. The kids have been great. Um, Coach Jackson really recruited some student athletes that were of good character. I can say from what I've seen is not just, you know, about football. They are really some great young men there and they have been really wonderful. There have been times when I was like, you know, Hey, don't post that, uh, you know, delete that, you know, that's, you know, that may remember you're a brand. That's what I always tell them. Remember that you are a brand. What I need you to do right now is focus on getting your social media follows up. That's what I'm selling. Okay. And, you know, I kind of explained to them, it doesn't really matter if you're a PWO or scholarship. What matters is, do you have eyes on your page, right? Um, how many how many views are you getting? How many likes? How, you know, that kind of stuff. But other than that, the kids, I haven't had not one kid be, you know, coming at me sideways about, you know what I'm saying? And then, it's <laughs> so funny because... <laughs> Some of them didn't even know, like, why I was saying, like, hey, you know, watch your social media and stuff or whatever. And I had to. And they had actually inboxed me on the other page. And I'm like, this is Miss Love. <laughs> so that was funny. But the kids have been great. I mean, parents, too. Uh, from PWO to scholarship. And that's why I kind of, you know, I say take care of all your kids, not just the kids that, you know, that are on scholarship. The PWOs deserve, I mean, they're going to be making the same sacrifice as those other kids. And they deserve, you know, to be treated fairly as well. And they really got more to lose because they ain't getting no money. (laughs) You know, if you really think about it, they just bear off the strength and love of the game, you know. (laughs) So we got to take care of them. Um, I'm going to just say that. Let's let's take care of our student-athletes because as much as HBCUs don't want to admit it, athletic programs are what drive enrollment. And instead of us keep fighting against it, embrace it, let's get this money and let's do what we need to do to build our our universities through our athletics program. This is a simple point. That sounds like a good point to end this. I don't know what is the pushback. I don't know. I don't get it. And I'm not just saying Grambling. Yes, sir. I'm sorry. 
No, no, no. Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. Let me get out your way. Go I ahead. was gonna say I don't just when I when I'm speaking, I'm not just I'm not targeting Grambling. I'm just speaking period. You know, for what I've seen uh, from from just being in this HBU HBCU space for a long time, at least ten, almost ten. Yeah. <laughs> So that, that that's where I'm coming from. And it's coming from a good place. I don't never make a post to like, you know, call anybody out. It's all to make things better for those kids because I have to sell that, that athletic department, I mean, athletic program at the end of the day. And I don't mean the adults there. I mean, the students there. So if I'm a business and I go and I go and look at, you know, I ain't gonna call no names. I go look at a certain school's page, and they're not even uh -oh. proud about their own student athletes. They're not showcasing them. Why would I spend money with that school? Uh oh, preach. You know what preach. I'm saying? From everything preach. to football to tennis, baseball. So I mean, why would why we act like black people don't like baseball and softball? Preach, preach. I mean, it's like preach. it's like baseball is a hidden dream. sport on the campus or something. And we love baseball. We make summer leagues and everything. Like, make it make sense. And let the, and let the church say, <laughs> amen. amen. Okay. Hey, hold on. Drew, you didn't see the tweet that she dropped earlier today. I stumbled upon it. I had to Twitter today. Hey, look, look. I just, I just go ahead and put, I got Lashanda in my, you know how you can, you can uh, set certain tweets up that anytime somebody tweets, you get a notification. I have moved her yes. to that list. So like Y'all like know my list too. <laughs> well, when Schefter, when Schefter sends out a note, you know, you get that personalized to your inbox, right? No, when LaShanda sends a tweet, I know because I know she sent a tweet out. And nine times out of ten, so there's some truth behind it. And I'm telling you, like, like what what was it you said today about some of y'all must not love y'all programs. You hadn't tweeted anything out since since uh, uh, signing day. And I said, oh, my God, no. Tell now, the truth. Now, now Coach, come Tell on. Make, make it make sense now. That's just – it's not fair to the kids and the alumni and fans that want to support the school. If you I'm going to say this. If, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say this. When you got one SID covering, covering 12 sports – I, I, I can I can understand because they don't have enough student help, enough student interns at, at, at some of these schools. They need increase the uh, increase the athletic budget when it comes to sports marketing. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you with that meme like I'm gonna hit you with that meme like uh what what's the meme of uh Shannon where he'd be like this? <laughs> no, no, I'm not buying that. I'm not buying that because Twitter uh -uh. lets you program. You can program tweets. You can put tweets on a schedule. I'm, I'm buy, not buying yep. it, Coach. Not buying it. Not buying it, Yeah. I get it. I, I understand. I'm just saying. I try. I, I'm just saying. I understand. So, you know. So, hey, uh, Lashanda, we're going to get you out of here because you have been uh, – I'm, I'm so glad we were able to do this. Oh, uh, Lord, I feel like Coach, we got to do – scratching his head over there. <laughs> yeah, look, I, I, gotta, I feel like we got to do a part two some other time uh, because there are so many other topics – that I know you would love to to talk about, that we would yeah. love to talk with you about, but uh, you know, we, uh, I, my, you know, we gotta we gotta kind of put a bow on this segment because we're almost out of time overall. Okay, but let people know, let people know again where they can follow you, where they can find you, and where they can find the Icon Collective. 
Okay, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at the Icon1901. And then my personal page is Yard Talk HTX in the same social media apps. All right. Or you can go to the website, iconcollective.org. There you go. There you go. Um, Well, look, I I know there's a few people in that athletics office uh, who used to be, who used to work with folks over at FAM. So I I, I love some of the people over there in Grambling. That's all I'm going to say. There's some people over there that I really love. Let me say this. And we can end on it if you like. They have posted every single sport on that campus. And they post content every day, several times a day. So I would say Grambling, if if I had to pick out one school that I could, and, and this is not me being biased because I want to go check today. That's why I made that post, okay? <laughs> looking down there, looking down south at that other Louisiana school, but we ain't going to say nothing. Ooh, but ooh, um, <laughs> Okay, go yeah. ahead, preach. <laughs> but, yes, they do a great job um, just – Giving us something, right? You know, just even if win, lose, or draw, Grant GSU underscore Tigers fade with the blue check. Okay, they post content every day, all day, and we and we we appreciate that. Well said, well said. Uh, yeah, shout out to uh, to Curtis and Brian <laughs> out there in the uh, in the athletic department. Two uh, two guys who were working with uh, FAMU uh, got to know those two two good people, two good real good people. Uh, I know they're doing great things over there, Grandma. So again, Lashanda Love at Yard Talk HTX. You've seen her; she's out there on Twitter. She's everywhere. So just go ahead and follow and uh, and hit her up. Let her know you appreciate coming in and so much nil information that you shared. Uh, you're gonna have to come talk to us over on another show some other time. With the orange and green, you're gonna have to inspire us. We go. You're gonna have to inspire inspire us over there in uh in, in uh, hey, with my people. She can always come to the Black College World Series also in Montgomery. Oh we gotta speak when, when is that different. again? May eleventh through fourteen. If I'm not at a graduation, I will do my best to come. We got we got and a VIP I see y'all on the let us know we got an all access pass for you. Yep. Oh, yep okay. for sure. That make it for, sure for sure. For sure. For yeah. sure. <laughs> Uh, we'll, we'll talk more, Lashanda, off okay. air, but I appreciate your time tonight. Uh, thank you for all that you've given us, and congrats, and, and uh, best of luck and uh, success. Uh, I, I love what you're doing. I love what you're doing in this space, and uh, uh, so we'll, we'll talk more, okay? Okay. Thank y'all for having me. Uh, all right. Yes, appreciate ma'am. You. All right. Thank you again. That's uh, Lashanda Love, the Icon Collective. Uh, joining us. We're going to stay here because there's no sense in us taking a break, Drew. I know our producer, if I said take a break, the producer would be like, why? We're, we're about to almost done. Uh, so <laughs> let's do this. Obviously, the final four, Drew, we didn't get a chance to talk about this at the beginning of the show. Uh, the final four, it's down to the Blue Bloods. And it feels so fitting. Duke versus North Carolina. Villanova versus Kansas. Uh, I've got a little... I'm on edge, Drew, because I need Duke versus Kansas in the finals, and then I can be into making some moves. So I got to work this whole weekend. I got to figure things out, Drew. But what do you make of the Final Four uh, and the teams that uh, that are in it? 
A, by, the, half my bracket is done. The half sure, that doesn't right. feature Duke. I did have Duke in the championship game, but I had them losing to somebody from the other half. So, number one, I need Duke in the championship game. Uh, yes, sir. And I'm a little, and I'm a little biased with Duke. Uh, my my cousin is on staff at Duke. Uh, oh, really? Chris Carroll. Yeah, Chris Carroll. Well, that that Chris Carroll well, who, who who failed to shake hands. Yes, that that that's my cousin. So. It runs in our it runs in our family. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Go ahead. Uh so uh you know, I I I have got a pull for the fairy tale uh for the fairy tale story now with uh Coach K. I, and I, that's what, I, that's I, what I was I did Car- too. I was a Carolina fan growing up until Chris went to Duke to play for Duke. So I, I I had to switch over because that's blood. Blood is sticking in water. So I had I've been a Duke fan ever since. Back when Christian Leighton and them was there, couldn't stand Duke. Right. Shane, right. Shane, Shane Battier, uh, uh, Carlos Booz and all them, biggest Duke fan in the world because Chris was on okay. those teams. Jay Will. Uh, yes. I think this is El the only Brand. time I've picked – I think this is the only time I've ever picked Duke in the finals or to win the title – and uh, very now, you know, the scary part for me is last year I went with the the, uh, the perfect season narrative. You know, I my the last great and the last undefeated team was the Indiana Hoosiers of 75, 76, uh, one of the greatest college basketball teams to ever play. Anyway, uh, that was the last unbeaten team. And so Gonzaga was on the verge of doing something special and I was on the verge of winning something special. I didn't win. Gonzaga didn't win because the one year that I actually went off of my, what do I say every year at the start of the tournament, Drew? Death, taxes, and don't pick Gonzaga to win the title, right? And I made a mistake. I picked them. I picked them. I bought into it, thought they could go perfect. And then they ran into a team that played defense, a team that sadly I had not seen all tournament. And I hate myself for it because had I seen one game, of Baylor, I would have realized there is no way in heck that Gonzaga is going to beat this team. And so I lost. And remember who I picked. Yes. Yes. You didn't tell me not, you didn't, you didn't help me out last year either. So I'm mad at you still. But But anyway, of course I had Baylor Houston, but yes, you did. Yes. So this year, uh, again, it just kind of worked out when I saw the brackets, I said, okay, Duke, I got to go with the narrative. I got to go with the Coach K story. because, And you know what also sold it for me is the way the regular season ended. You lost the, you lost his last game in Cameron. Then you lost the championship game in the ACC tournament. And I just said there is no way in heck that the brotherhood was going to let those guys know. They were like, hey, guys, you guys messed up twice. You screwed up the game against Carolina in in uh in uh Cameron and then you lost the ACC tournament you got to win the national title and I believe that's the pressure that the brotherhood put on these on these guys and they have answered the call and so I'm all about this story and then the other side Kansas I just thought Kansas had a cakewalk path to the championship now I didn't know it would run the way it did but I really felt like none of the teams that were in their bracket could really challenge them if if all of those teams were playing at their best. 
So for me, I've got a Duke versus Kansas national title game. Who's your national title game? Uh, Duke. And would it be fitting for Duke and Kansas? Although I, although I, I cannot bet against uh, Jay, Jay Wright and Villanova. I, 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 I think I'm leaning more Villanova, Duke versus uh, Duke. Now, how big is the injury? How big is the injury to the young man from Villanova whose name escapes me, who blew his Achilles out? That, that, the... that, that's what I've got to wait to see. That's what I've got to wait to see if he if he's out before I pick. Oh no, he's out. Go with he's him. out. Oh, he's out. No, he, okay. he's out. That Achilles, that Achilles is gone. It, it, next year. Oh, he tore his Achilles. Do no. Kansas. Do Kansas. <laughs> Do Kansas. All right. So then uh, we will talk about how to play my uh, uh, my opportunities uh, with. Do we hedge? What do we do? You know, because there's a lot on the line for your boy over here. There's a lot on the line for your boy, Drew. I feel like this is karma for what happened last year where I got I got done over kind of nicely, got worked over like uh, Chris Rock telling bad jokes. But, you know, that's I'm just saying. You know. just, uh, all right. Yeah. Got one piece of news I want to get out before we get off, before you pick up this yeah. show and get out of here, Brian. Go ahead. Uh, what you got? And this – this came out today. Uh, probably one of the worst kept secrets in HBCU athletics. Dr. Kiki Baker Barnes is uh, now the the permanent commissioner of the Gulf Coast Athletic Conference, and she is the first black female commissioner of the Gulf Coast Athletic Conference. And why do I say this is one of the worst kept secrets? Because she's been the interim commissioner since 2019 for the Gulf Coast Athletic Conference with a dual role as the athletic director at Dillard University. So after this uh, after this academic year, she will transition into the uh, role of full-time commissioner for the, for the Gulf Coast Athletic Conference. And now let's think about it. While she was interim commissioner, she she saw the league go from eight to five to five and a possible with uh Edward Waters back up to eight with uh with Oakwood uh Suno and Wiley coming uh into the uh, conference next year Suno returning because they added athletics in so that was a natural fit and then with uh Oakwood and uh. Wiley coming in as new members, and she added Fisk in the the, the previous year to counterbalance uh, teams such as Talladega, Xavier, and Ever Waters leaving the conference. So uh, kudos goes to Dr. Kiki Baker Barnes. Uh, three of our five HBCU conferences are led by women now, Brian. Officially led by women. BAC, CIAA, and GCAC. And that's all on three different levels, too. Division One, Division Two, and NAIA. NAIA. Yes, that is that that, that uh, would be correct. That's uh, that's huge. Uh, You know what's also interesting is, and and congratulations to uh, 
the GCAC, uh, Dr. Barnes. Uh, it just goes to show that when the news of Xavier Talladega, Edward Waters leaving, a lot of us in these roles, media talking heads or media voices, talked about the possible demise. Also, fans did too. A lot of y'all do talk, but more than us, probably. The demise of the GCAC, you know, and all they did is get stronger. And that's all credit to Dr. Barnes. And so all that said, we maybe shouldn't throw dirt on the the pile where the MEAC stands because it just goes to show that there are opportunities that could arise from the ashes. And so that's the challenge for the MEAC, and they got to figure it out somehow, some way. But they're they're doing the best they can. They're still alive, and they will find a way to create a partnership to create some stability within their programs. And and so that uh, good for good for good for uh, the GCAC, and hopefully good for the MEAC in the future. Well, that's going to do it for this show. We want to encourage you again: go download the Jericho Broadcast Networks app on your Google or Apple Play Store. My JBM, my BCSN is where you can search and find our show. Our shows always appear on the BCSN Pod Zone, which hopefully you are you've liked and subscribed on all of your podcast platforms: iHeartRadio, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts, and on all of those platforms, we need you to 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 not only subscribe. But to rate, give us some, give us five stars. I mean, if you're not going to give us five stars, what are you even messing around? But give the BCSM Pod Zone five stars because not only do you get our show, but you get Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab. You get the ONG Strike Zone. You get uh, the pregame show. You get uh, Carlos Brown show and many other shows on the BCSN Pod Zone. So it's a collective of shows. And it's a great opportunity for you to rate us, uh, like, and subscribe, however you're watching us on YouTube. Uh, Shout out to everybody out on YouTube who's uh, been watching with us. Mary305, M4, 1974, uh, Dem Boys, EA, Will Mayer, Marceline, Karen Griffin, uh, a lot of the folks there on, uh, on Facebook as well. Thank you to everybody for watching tonight's show. Again, special guest, Michael Coker, BlackCollegeNines.com, and LaShanda Love of the Icon Collective. And go make sure you let those individuals know that you appreciate them and enjoy hearing them on the show. That way, it'll hopefully encourage them to want to come back some more. So that's going to do it for tonight. Uh, Shout out to our producer, Roy, always uh, holding it down, making things happen. And uh, for you, Drew, uh, safe travels. Uh, Be good out there in Tuskegee. And if you guys see Drew out there, you know, give him some love. uh, Shout him out and and so on and so forth. And uh, I'm Brian Fulford. And we thank you for watching the BCSN Sports Wrap. That's going to do it. Guys, be safe. Take care of yourselves. Keep your hands to yourself. Put your hands in your pocket when you feel tempted to slap somebody. 
It's not a good move. Not a good move. Not a good way to go out. That's going to do it. We out. Peace out. But you know, you stay on hard.